All right, everybody, welcome back. Friends of the show here, friends of the podcast here, we have Sean and Chris of Cincy Stories. Hi, guys. Hi, how are you? You know, since you've been on the podcast, you have um, won multiple Emmys. So congratulations. Yeah. And I am super excited. We love supporting everything Cincinnati and especially storytelling, me personally, and just I love what you guys are doing. Um, so why don't you tell me your newest venture you have going that starts April 2nd, which is this Friday, called Long Story Short. Yeah, uh, Long Story Short is a program that is half an hour. Uh, they kind of call it like a magazine program, but it's a half hour short documentary program. So it'll feature multiple short documentaries about folks that live in the Cincinnati and Dayton region. Mm-hmm. Uh, just stories that you'd find from anybody. Just stories from your neighbors is kind of the thing that we're, we're yeah. saying as a tagline. Um, and every episode has a theme, uh, and the theme could be anything from like second lives, which is just people that have like had to restart their life in some way, or it could be something oh. about, uh, about businesses or about like, you know, we have like loose themes that can tie all mm-hmm. sorts of stories together. Cause every episode we want to have a variety of types of people yeah. and stories, uh, just kind of mix it up in there. So what made you guys want to start this telling? Cause I feel like you guys are telling like fantastic stories of everyday people. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's really just a continuation of what we've been doing with Sensi Stories over the years. Yeah. Um, so six years ago, we started Sensi Stories with the mission of building community through story, mm-hmm. and we just really believe that, uh, you know, the key to community is relationships, and mm-hmm. the key to relationships is stories. So if you think of anybody that you know you may have known that you weren't close to that you became close to it was when you started to share your own personal life stories yeah uh, with that person uh, that that the relationship probably really started to grow um, so we we set out with that mission and we started with doing live events uh, live storytelling events um, around the city and started making documentaries these short documentaries which you mentioned you know we got some awards for and things like yeah. that but they were always just internet deliverable yeah. uh, so PBS CET Mm -hmm. Uh, locally and Think TV and Dayton approached us and and wanted to start some sort of uh, partnership and and over the last couple years we've we've developed this program so it's kind of taking what we've already done and and bringing it to a larger audience and a larger scale so we're not just now in Cincinnati we were always working within the city limits of Cincinnati Um, now we are both in Cincinnati and Dayton and that entire region in between so so it just has opened up our our reach and uh opened up the uh, ability for us it's it's opened up the ability for us to find stories it also is a new challenge of of like it's obviously a much bigger area to to (laughs) source stories from Mm -hmm. it's our hope to like make sure that we touch i mean obviously in the first season so we're already greenlit for a second season but in the first season yes huge huge Uh, But for the first season, we have six episodes and we wanted as best we could to kind of touch on as many parts of that region as we could. Mm -hmm. We wanted to to feel representative of our region uh, Mm -hmm. as as much as we can. So do you guys plan on would you like this to become like a thing like on TV, a broader scale? Do you have goals for that? Is it too early to say? Absolutely. Um, We we would love to go, obviously, have a national program but yeah. uh there's precedent with pbs to continue to to expand to other cities and then expand to national uh weather shows that are a lot of shows even mr rogers and yeah. stuff. these guys they start locally and then they expand beyond that so can you tell me um a couple of the stories that you guys that we can look forward to this season 
Yeah, I mean, one that I really loved uh, producing and, and directing was um, one we captured in Dayton, um, and it was a it's it it takes place in a seniors bowling league mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at a bowling alley, uh, Polking Lanes up in Dayton, and uh, it was really interesting how we captured that story, um, how we got to the actual story. Uh, Sean and I were just kicking around ideas, and we 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 started to think, you know, um, there's competition in in something like that, right? There's a comp in the, like a bowling league. It's not, it's not the Super Bowl. It's not you know professional sports, but it means something to these individuals. So we thought maybe there'll be some kind of of like you know micro sports story here that we can follow. It's like a thirty for thirty, but about yeah. elderly women. Yeah. About about elderly women. <laughs> uh, and so we thought that maybe that that could be something that we should at least go check out. And so we, we this is what we do. We show up without cameras, and we we really take the time to to try to get to know people. Um, and as we were, were learning about these women, um, two women really stood out to us. And these were two women who had recently lost their husbands. Mm-hmm. And they both joined the league without really knowing anyone. Uh, uh, they just needed to get out. They yeah. just needed to have a place to, to, uh, to go to, to um, build some, some community and get some new friends and just get out of the house. Um, and they both ended up on the same team, just serendipitously uh and so the story then became really about these two the 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 way these two women were handling their grief and how they were kind of moving on you know sean said one of the themes is second line so this is their second life they're both uh you know even though they're part of a seniors league they're both relatively young and they have a lot of years ahead of them and so it's them kind of reworking how they're going to approach their life in the future and it's just a really touching story about how they found community and found uh, uh, connection with each other. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one of the stories that's in the first episode that's airing this Friday. And, and that one was was really uh, touching and exciting for us to produce. So that's the first one we can look forward to. Tell me. So within the uh, the female bowling league, mm-hmm. was there like cattiness? Were there like girls being girls? No. Women amazing with how how supportive they were of each really? other. Because most of them weren't very it. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they were just laughing. They usually were just cracking up at the fact that they're all doing this and they're not that good. Oh, okay. And they're getting beat by one of them. Uh, what was she, 90? There was like a mm-hmm. 90-year-old woman and they were like, she's better than she's all of us. She's one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> they all mentioned that there were other leagues that they had been part of in the past that was not right. that friendly. Really? Uh, yeah, that, that people take it maybe a little more seriously than this one. But that that... Uh, that was kind of the point of this league was that it was more of a social league than a competitive league. Well, there's always one person in the social league that ruins it for everyone. Right. You know what it I takes, mean? It takes it too far. Or like the one person on the team. Gosh, <laughs> I love to hear their story. Okay, so that's the bowling league. And then can you tell me one other one, a little spoiler alert? Yeah, yeah. Um, we did a story. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a Cincinnati one now, actually, instead of, oh, so there's a, a story about a, a 99-year-old woman. So mm-hmm. we didn't only tell stories about elderly women. These are just the two that are coming <laughs> to mind right now. Uh, a 99-year-old woman who lived in the West End, and it became a big deal when FC Cincinnati was uh, building their soccer stadium. Oh, and they tell me to... all about it. I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, you live mm-hmm. right by there, right? I do. Not to, it's my neighbor. Uh, where you live. Yeah. <laughs> Drilling all day. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so we just uh, followed some of the storyline of of how the news got wind of that uh, city beat broke the story and then the mm-hmm. rest of the news was covering it. And we were there when the news was showing up, we were there when the homeless coalition did a, a press conference right outside of our house. And it was, it's really 
overwhelming for her in some ways. And then, you know, I don't want to spoil what happens in the story, but hmm. uh, this was, we shot this uh, two years ago now, uh, started shooting it two years ago. Wow. And we just finished it uh, a few months ago. So we, we had to wrap up the story in a way that uh, it's heartbreaking. And at the same mm. time, uh, there's a little bit of, of hope there just in her niece's story. Oh, those are the stories that we need to hear. Yeah. You know, did you guys start this production of this two years ago? Yeah, we actually were working in the West End at the time and trying to just tell stories in the West End. And mm-hmm. it's been it was it was difficult to do because we were struggling to find funding and struggling to find. Uh, uh, there's a lot of amazing stories happening there, mm-hmm. but everything was being overshadowed by uh, some of the the new development happening there. Um, and so it was just hard to to make the right connections like we normally would when we work in a neighborhood. Yeah. Um, but. Luckily, we had captured so much of that story already. Mm-hmm. And then once we were given the green light on this show, it was like, well, that's a no brainer to just wrap it up for mm-hmm. the show. So how do you guys find these stories and these people? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's changed over the years. I mean, when we were working with Sensi Stories, we actually had physical locations um, in the city that we called story galleries that we opened up in different neighborhoods that were actually like third spaces free to the public come in get a cup of coffee and there were uh, uh, kind of exhibits if you will of stories from that neighborhood so mm-hmm. some of them were video stories or audio stories or just pictures from the neighborhood and the history of the neighborhood and that became kind of a hub for people to come in and that's how we met a lot of some of the stories that we we really um, were proud of uh, mm-hmm. to get a chance to tell um, now we can't. We don't have the ability to do that in, in the person, entire re- yeah. in the right. entire re- region. Um, but it's still very, very imp- important for us to uh, be present, to listen to people. Um, you know, stories in a region or stories in a place. The bowling league is a good example of this. Is it's it's easy to take surface level stories or or you know the the story that might be right in front of you. But it's really important for us to continue to kind of dig a little deeper and find 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 the stories that are that are there but just might not be on the surface mm-hmm. yeah uh, and part of that is just us uh having a big like planning meeting and we get out a whiteboard and we just write down ideas of what interesting stories could be on the surface and then we're going to dig deeper as we find that and that's i mean the senior mm-hmm. league is a great example of that where we wrote down Senior Bowling League, that could be a fun story, lighthearted probably, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get to go in and meet people, and sometimes it doesn't work out. We've had stories that we've scrapped because we had it written down, like, we're going to follow this thing, this could be really cool, and then we meet them, and we're like, it, we can't get below the surface, yeah. and so that's just not worth, uh, for us, worth airing, not because the person's story isn't good, it's just... Isn't that disappointing when that happens? Absolutely. I, can, I would say, in my life, I come to the come to the same thing. I think it, t- it takes a lot of experience and... Um, I would say um, education within it to to know when to walk away from Absolutely. a project when it's not working, you know. And it's and then for us, it's like you know a very specific type of storytelling. There's there's stories that are great for video. There are stories mm-hmm. that are great for audio, uh, yeah. uh, for podcasting. Say, there are stories that are great on written. stage. Yeah, uh, and it's just so it's like identifying like, and that's and that's another thing that a lot of people will try to direct us to what they just see broadly as a good story 
Um, and we've had to learn over the years, you know, we've met people who are, you know, who've lived just incredible lives and have incredible stories. But how do you tell those interestingly through video? Like, how do you how do you uh, capture that story with the time and the budget that we have to work on a story in a way that's going to be effective? Because mm -hmm. just a talking head isn't going to even if it's the most incredible story if it's just somebody sitting in a chair telling that story and you have no way of visually telling that story uh it's not going to be effective yeah, yeah. okay so long story short is premiering <laughs> april 2nd mm -hmm. 2021 here and you guys already have two seasons yay so if um so i can since it's on tv is there also an online streaming Absolutely. platform to find so it as well you'll be able to to find it on the pbs app Okay. Uh, and you also, if you check out cetconnect.org slash long dash story dash short. Okay. So slash long story short, really. But if you uh, or if you just go to cetconnect.org, you'll be able to search for long okay. story short on there. And it will Great. have all the episodes. It will have um, anything else that you need to find any other airing times. So how many episodes do you have um, in this season? First season is uh, just six episodes. Okay. And then in the in the second season, are you guys going to be doing about the same? We're hoping to do 10 episodes. All so right. we haven't fully mapped out exactly what the second season looks like just yet. But we're in pre-production on it right now. And it, we hope that will be like fall of yeah. 2021. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So if somebody has a story that they think would be great for you guys, how can they contact you? Uh, if you uh, go to cincystories.org, our emails are on there. Um, okay. Please, please, please reach send out. us an email. Well, that doesn't mean we're going to automatically think your story is great, or if we do think <laughs> it's great, that doesn't mean we're going to cover it. Okay. But, uh, we would love to hear just as many stories as we can because we know there's a lot out there. All right. And when do you guys think, do you have any scope of when you think you'll be doing Cincy stories back in person? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Potentially uh, this summer, um, but we don't have anything lined up just yet. Uh, the places that we typically have done it haven't even opened yet, okay. like Woodward Theater and stuff. Uh, but that doesn't mean we couldn't do it elsewhere, outdoors or something. So we've, we've toyed around with a thought, but we just haven't formed any official Ooh. things yet. Just because I live next to Washington Park, I'm immediately thinking of like, you could sit on, you could be on yeah, that stage yeah. and have the whole lawn ahead of you. And, you right. know, that's true. That would be great. Oh, they got great microphones and everything. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Check it out. Thank and you, once again, cincystories.org for more information on that.